How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. KILT. KILT FMHD2. Houston. Insider access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. An Odyssey station. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the second hour of the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Friday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jake and... Let's start off the next hour here with uh, Captain Brian Barrera down in South Padres. Let's check in, see what kind of fishing they got going on. Brian, good morning. How are you, bud? Pretty good, sir. How are you doing? Oh, I couldn't be better. All right. And you? I'm just uh, doing my thing, getting up, moving around, getting ready to go on another fishing trip today. I'm going to fish the flats today and see if I can get a hold of some redfish and trout. Yeah, I saw where that guy that fishes with you a lot, he caught a big snook this week with you. Yeah, he did. He caught a real good one. What's his on name? On top water, too. Skip Crosby. Yeah, Skip. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good buddy of mine. He's uh, yeah. one of my main clients. Comes with me maybe twice a month. That's good. Yeah, that was a great fish. You know, other than, I mean, that was pretty much all to show, you know, because it was fairly slow. But, um all you need when you <laughs> all you need is that one you know that's a day saver right there right big fish be 34 and a half inches man what a fish that's nice yeah great great snook um day before that i went out on the flats and tide starts off kind of low but boy it's raging in in the, in the middle of the day you know well we got a bull tide coming in don't we man it smokes in by the time i get to the dock i'm like jumping over water to go get my truck you know right so really high tide but uh and that can make the snook fishing kind of tough because i i feel like they get all up in the backwaters and way under the mangroves and stuff it makes it harder to uh harder to target them you know unless you're like a really good dock skipper or s- skipping baits under the trees and stuff you know uh-huh. so the low tides you know kind of suck them out of that area and make them more accessible yeah, so that's what we kind had of, to do in Florida in those redfish tournaments, man. We had to flip up under those mangroves, skip it back up under there. Yeah. It's the only way you get bit. You can see you can see the reds, man. They'd be swimming all in those mangrove roots all up in there. And if you couldn't get yeah. a bait back up under the 
the outer limbs hanging out, you you weren't even going to get a bite. They weren't going to come out from under there to bite your bait. You had to get it on, put yeah. it on top of them. Yeah, they're too comfortable down there. They love it when the well, yeah. water gets real high. They can slide under the mangroves. Look like Siorama under there swimming around. All these herds of reds just going all the way around those islands with mangroves on them. Aggravating, yeah. too, because you'd see 200 and get one bite. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and with this really high tide, I think it was maybe Monday or Monday I got canceled on, and so me and a buddy got loaded up his little skiff and went way into the backwaters, you know, back there in South Bay. Uh-huh. We ended up all the way by SpaceX by the time it was all said and done. And uh, major backwater areas, you know, we were just sight casting redfish after redfish. Bunch of big snook, cool. but they wanted to eat a thing. Uh, there were some big trout, but by the time I would see the big trout, they were already on to me. They were darting off. But we were just hammering redfish back there. It was pretty cool. That is cool. That was earlier in the week, but after that day, boy, it got tough. It was it was a tough week of fishing. Was it? In general. Well, uh, day before yesterday, we caught eight redfish and five trout, which is actually the best day of the week. That was a darn good day. I'd take that any day, you know? Right. But uh, other than that, it's been a struggle, you know? I mean, one day we got only two snook. I had one guy come. He flew all the way down from New Mexico and was like, I just want a snook. I was like, shoot, I can do that for you. Easy. Huh. <laughs> Jinxed myself because it was Boy, tough. you almost didn't. <laughs> you got two. <laughs> two, and we got one each, each guy. Oh, so he man. was at the last stop, and he was like, wow, I got my bucket list snook. That's all bucket I need. Bucket list snook. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe how tough it was to get just a couple of snook to eat. I mean, we're catching small jacks trout and stuff like that's that. That's why I don't like to call customers in because, man, I'll get on a roll and, and be getting them good. And they said, now, give me a call when you get get them hemmed up shallow way. I like to wade fish and all that. And as soon as you call them in, not good. Oh, yeah. You're one day gone the next. It's like taking a camera crew fishing with you. I've oh, been wanna, there, done that. You want to kill a run, call a camera crew. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's the truth. Hmm. We'll see what happens today, though. I'm back out on the flats, so we're gonna go try to get some redfish early. And what are you throwing on the flats at these fish? What are you? How are you? How are you targeting these Man, fish? Man, I've been topwater fishing a lot. Have you? Topwater oh, fishing that's a cool. lot just because there's a lot of big trout around right now. Well, it's the time of the year when they're still pretty fat, you know, for us. Right. And uh, so I'm still going after that big trout in the flats and stuff. We've just been catching a lot of redfish. I'm, I'm just fishing trouty areas, and there's a bunch of reds in the mix, you know. Gotcha. Um, but we're throwing top waters a lot. I'm throwing that weedless PT seven. I'm throwing the you know classic spooks and stuff. My clients are, and then mm-hmm. uh, a lot of jerk baits. And then with the real low tide early in the morning, we've been throwing that you know that dangler rig, the top water with the jig tied behind it. Right. Keep uh, my clients out of the grass. That works really good right now. Um, other than that, just. Bottom bouncing jigs is the classic deal. That's how I caught all the snook and the trout. But probably eighty percent of the redfish have been on top water, which is pretty awesome. Oh yeah, customers love that. Oh yeah, it just depends when because we that get PT seven. You're talking about is that the bait the the top water they call the poodle turd? 
Yep, it's poodle yeah. turd. The, poodle um, turd. It's soft plastic. <laughs> it's a soft plastic weedless top water, which is great for when there's floating grass or when you got to skip under oh, mango. Yeah. Beautifully, um, it's five eighth ounce, so you could just launch it. It's got a seven o, big old seven o hook in there. Rattle. It's really cool. Really cool bait. Oh, I bet it'll throw like a bullet. Oh yeah, it just launches out there. It's so great for the grassy conditions. You know, you're getting. 100% of your cast out of it instead of having to pull it in halfway through and pull weeds off the treble hooks, you know. I know. I hate reeling baits in with cabbage hanging all off of them like that. It's so aggravating. It, uh, but down y'all's way, you have all that grass. You get those big blows, and then then you have just these lanes. Yeah, we have this. And you gotta you got to angle your cast just right and throw down those lanes where you don't grass up coming back. Yes, sir. Just uh, it, it can be tough. It's just because we get so much. It's aggravating, <laughs> especially for a Galveston fisherman. We don't have to deal with that up here. Yeah, it's it's like you know. I mean, it's blowing regular one day, and then all of a sudden it's blowing twenty five out of the out of the north the next day, and so bushes all that grass everywhere. It's just inconsistent weather the past month and a half. You know, we had that one warm spurt, and then it's cold again. You know. Yeah, I remember when I was down there years ago, we had a a uh, tournament series. Blaine and I were fishing, and we went down there and stayed the whole week and pre-fished ahead of the tournament. And I remember in the afternoons when that wind would get up, we'd be coming back from up north, you know, back down to, I forget the name of that uh, bait place we ran out of. Probably Jim's Pier or something? Yeah, Jim's Pier. And, uh, yes, sir. Because that's where the Doc tournament was held out of, but... Man, you come back in the afternoons and you'd look over at all those big, tall sand dunes towards the Gulf, and it looked like fog coming off the Gulf, but it was, it was blowing so hard that it was actually sand blowing, yep. you know, inland towards the bay. That was pretty wild looking every day seeing that. That's something you don't see up here in Galveston. Yeah, chewing on sand on your way in. Oh, yeah. Grit all over you when you get back to the dock. Uh, yeah, it yeah. was cool fishing down there. It's so beautiful down there. God, I love that. It was it's a special totally fishery. Different. I was like going to a different Black. planet to go fishing, you know? Yep, yep. I feel blessed that this was the place I was lucky to have been placed in as a child, you know? Yep. Glad I wasn't. I'd already be dead. I'd already white fish myself to death down there. Yeah. It gives me so much options and so much different things. It helps me really, you know, round the game off far as being you know learning how to chase every single species rather than just you know the right. red fish and trout i do the snook i do mangrove snapper the sheep's head the tarpon all the all the stuff and it's uh, it's at my hand so i can just go out there and learn it and constantly learn it constantly having different challenges you know yeah that that'll keep you enthused a lot i just Drifting the flats every day, chunking at potholes and stuff. You know, I've always got a different angle. I love that, there. too. I love that kind of fishing. Working them potholes. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, we were, we'd be running to head up north, and and uh, where we were going to fish in that tournament, we'd be running across those real shallow flats out there, and just, man, you just look down the grass, and there's redfish swimming everywhere. It was crazy beautiful yeah that's a lot of the way that that we find them here is by uh you know driving i'm standing on top of my tower driving with my foot right 
And um, we'll keep on cruising until we see the schools of redfish. I'll see if I see, you know, maybe a good amount of redfish in a 75-yard area. I'll keep going until I stop seeing them. Then I'll swing around, drift right through them. Uh, it helps out the clear water and stuff. Being able to spot your fish. Exactly. Although I prefer to just pull up to the spot and start drifting through it, knowing that they're there beforehand. Right. But if I can't find the fish, then I've got to drive around and kind of look for them, you know. But if I can just pull up without driving through the fish first, that can be the difference between catching six and catching twenty-five. You know, if you got to right. drive over them, the school start to start to split up and whatnot, and, and who yeah, knows, shut them know. down. Yeah. Kind of kills the bite. If you pull up and you know they're there because you found them the day before and you drift through it, they're all nice and happy. Uh, you get in there, get them early, low light conditions. You can really jack them up. Well, that's good stuff. All right, Brian. Well, hey, buddy, if somebody wants to come down and fish with you, give them some info. And, you know, if you're booked, you've got other guides you can put them with, too. So if they want to go yes, down sir. to Port Isabel and or South Padre, what a nice place to go and spend spend a week of your time. Good vacation. Yep, I've, still got, I've still got a few days here and there available, and uh, I've got one or two of my best friends that fish with me every day that do the same thing. So I can always get everybody, put anybody on a good time. Uh, you can call me, area code 956-755-9413, or check out the website, inshorefishingsouthpadre.com. All right, buddy. Well, Brian, you have a good day. Hope your fishing picks up, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. You be safe, my friend. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. All right, buddy. See you now. All right, that's Captain Brian Barrera down in South Padre. Fine young man right there. All right, well, I need to take a minute to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. They're located right in downtown Belleville. They're a short drive from Sealy off I-10 or Hempstead off 290. Go downtown, look for the big white sign. Their processing facility and meat market are located right next door to one another. And this week, they're double-featuring their double black pepper pecan smoked sausage and their cheddar cheese pecan smoked sausage. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available. And fresh ground beef, if you're looking to fill your freezer up, this is the way to buy it in bulk. Ten pounds or more, you can get it for three fifty nine a pound. And if you've got any, you know, feral hogs or white-tailed deer that you're thinking about processing, you got in a freezer, take it by the Belleville. They're processing. They're making the vinny dogs and i heard they're really excellent i hadn't had them yet but my friends have they're really awesome vinny dogs and hog dogs they're homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs and you can bring something home from your hunt the whole family can enjoy all year long and the belleville meat market is celebrating 41 years serving the greater houston community that's the belleville meat market where meat is our middle name sports radio 610 presents the outdoor show with captain mickey eastman Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show 519 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to Lake Houston now. And let's check in with our good friend, John Littleton. John, good morning. Good morning, Captain. How are you today? Couldn't be better, man. Thanks for asking. What's up with you? Oh, man, just sitting here deciding what I'm going to go catch today. Well, that's a yeah. tough problem to have, ain't it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> go Go catch some bass or catfish or crappie, you know. Hopefully a little bit of everything. There you go. But yeah, yeah. 
But, uh, and we get this water level to stable out. It's been up and down, up and down, you know. Right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, they uh, pulled the lake down quite a bit because of the anticipation of all that rain. Right. And uh, it worked out. Uh, you know, they pulled it down, I think, close to 15, 16 inches. And uh, it filled back up and went over about 14 inches. Right. So, uh, but I checked it this morning, and it's back down. It's 99.9%. So it's right there at level pool. Right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, fish are biting. You know, Mickey, it's just, uh, especially the catfish right now. You know, you get along that bulkhead, and... With a little cork, it's real easy fishing. You know, just if you can catch some shad, the shad are kind of hard to catch uh, right now. But uh, mm-hmm. you can buy some of the frozen shad or, I mean, I use chicken liver. You know, chicken livers, get your little treble hook, throw it around there. You know, you can catch them on that. You know, most of the guys I know that catch them catfish, that's what they use, those little number eight treble hooks. And yep. Richard of Conroe, all he does is uh, stick his down in the in a you know that bucket of Primos with uh, a dowel rod right. and coat that hook with it and chunk it out there, and they they nuke them that way. Oh they don't yeah, even mess with yeah, you, you know with the shad that. thing. Yeah, I know when we were uh, when we fished that little kid fish tournament a couple weeks ago. Um, you know we were using well, I you know baiting up for my granddaughter and she was using chicken liver mm-hmm. and there was a guy beside us using that same stuff you're talking about and it was almost back to back you know them girls were catching them you know right. and uh everybody was coming out there like you know what are y'all using and <laughs> so because they were catching them like they were steadily going to the little table to weigh in and uh you know, they were catching them catfish, you know, with that chicken liver and that, I call it stink bait, but, you know, yeah, yeah he was baiting for his grandkids and I was baiting for mine and, you know, they were, man, they were catching them. They ended Slamming up, them. I think there were six, there were 66 kids fish and, uh, they caught 154 fish. Goodness. And, uh, a lot of those kids that was their first fish that they ever caught you know so Amazing. we had we had a lot of you know four and five year old kids out there that had never caught a fish before and man that's just awesome to watch that oh um, yeah so yep but they all had a good time and you know caught a lot of fish and uh you know of course some of them get bored you know they they catch one and they're done or they don't catch one in 10 Yeah, 10 their attention span at that age isn't very, you know, it's just uh, all over the place. Yeah, yeah, it is. But, uh, you know, they had fun. And, of course, every time you go weigh a fish in, they have tables full of prizes, you know, and you, you get, you know, pick you out a prize. And, you know, we had a lot of stuff donated and, we had a lot of rod and reels to give away to kids. A lot of kids show up and didn't have anything. 
So we went up that Friday afternoon, and I think we ended up with almost 50 rod and reels. And oh, we, cool. you know, put corks and hooks on them, and, you know, so kids would come up. they just get them a rod and reel and some bait and go fishing, you know. That's, that's so, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, uh, you know, bass fishing's been up and down, you know, that daggum water level, like I said, going up and down. Boy, it hurts it, doesn't Makes it? Makes it a little up tough. Up and down, roller coaster. Man. And the water clarity is not good at all you know due to all the fluctuation in the water level but uh you know you can still catch some we had a tournament last weekend I, we had 20 teams and i think there was only two that didn't weigh in fish and one of them i know he had uh he had he couldn't get his tilt trim to work so he you know piddled around the marina there a little bit and then put it back on the trailer and went home but uh you know, everybody caught fish. It, it was, you know, it didn't take but 13 pounds to win. But, you know, just a, you know, it don't sound like much, but that's a good little limit. I'm, I've been keeping up with Bassmaster, you know, open on Toledo Bend. And there was a lot of 11, 12, 13 pound five fish limits weighed in on Toledo Bend. Right. So, you know, and those guys are good. But uh, I think 27 pounds is leading it, so, you know, they're they're catching them. They hadn't had a double-digit weight in yet. But I know the other day one. there was another lunker caught out of there. Yeah. I saw they that. catching them. And I think yeah. the new lake yeah. record was caught this year. Uh, 15, yep. That was 1576 or something. something. Yeah. Yeah. And... Yeah. Well, you know, you and your granddaughter won that uh, tournament a few weeks ago. Y'all had what fifteen oh six with a six pound kicker. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, 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 yeah. And she loves it, man. That's a good thing, you know, about that. She's chomping at the bits, you know, whenever I go. So that's a good thing. She's a ringtail tutor. Uh, <laughs> I know. Ready to get after it, she, man. <laughs> that's what my she, grandma uh, used to call us when we were little kids ringtail tutors <laughs> yeah yeah i know they you know they give away little trophies and stuff at that kidfish thing and she ended up winning that she had she had caught 33 catfish goodness so she's mad at yeah, him, man it was she i'm telling you she gets she gets into it and don't mess with her you know she's real She's real uh, particular about that, you know. Yeah, she's so. serious about her fishing. Hey, that's good. Yeah. I just hope, you know, all this high school fishing and everything's still around, and I'm still able to take her, you know, whenever she she's only in – she'll be in sixth grade next year. So, yeah. you know, I hope they, uh, they still got that going on because we'll be out there doing it. Like, you know, Tommy and those guys, you know, from those schools, so. You know, we'll be out there chasing them bass around. We you know, last year that, I got a know. got a text from a listener earlier. He said last year a girl from Montgomery County won the high school national. Yep. You know, the first yep, girl to win did. on the high school team. That's pretty impressive. Yep. You know, she out sure all did. the all the people I've taken over the years, you know, like beginner type fishermen show up and fish with you. Women are always the best because they listen and and they duplicate what 
you've showed them to do and how to do it, and they they just seem to catch on quicker. You know, it's it's yeah, it it and I it's very seldom my wife will get in a boat with me, but when she does, she'll sit in the back seat, throw the line over the back of the boat, and sit there and read her book or look at her phone, mm. and she'll catch them. You know. <laughs> And I'm up there throwing everything I got in the boat, and I can't catch it. You know, so that's that's the way it usually works. But they're patient and slow. Yeah. You know, so uh, you know they're yeah. Just, even if it's slow, they'll keep fishing. You know, yeah. It's the yeah. way my mom was. Them. I grew up fishing with her. She was one of the best fishermen I've ever fished with. She was uh, she was good at it. Man, she could fish. Yep. Yep, some people are like that. They can do it, but we we don't have a tournament this weekend. We're gonna just chill out and relax. I got little honeydews around the house. I'm working on my deck in the backyard. It's yeah, got some boards good luck messed with that. up. You know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so, I'm with you on that. You can't ever get caught up. No, no, I've been putting it off too long. Hey, so, a man's you know, got to get his fishing time in. I know, but you know it. It shouldn't take me but three or four hours, but you know. Yeah, I right. Get a fishing trip. That, that three or four hours will turn <laughs> into an all-day job. I know about those. Yep. 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 Well, as long as I don't just rip everything out and put all new, it'd be all right. But yeah. I know I got a lot We're of deck gonna, work around my house. I love wooden decks everywhere, and man, you know it's just boy, they're hard to maintain and keep up. Oh yep. boy, yep. Well, I got everything to restain it once I do get everything fixed and all that. But you know, I'm, I'm the dog outside, and you know everything else. I don't know. I have to rope it all off. Tape, you know, get some. Something to put around yeah, it. Keep, to keep the footprints the off, off of there from the doggy yeah. tracks. <laughs> yeah. Then I thought, well, heck, I'll just leave it in there and make it design it with dog tracks in it. There you go. You know, so. Get all the neighbor's <laughs> dogs over there. Get all sizes on Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. Coon tracks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there'll be a lot of that. But, uh, you know, we still, we you know, I live in subdivision, but we still got coons and possums around oh man i I went out the back door this morning i heard claws going up uh an oak tree i got in the backyard and i said what in the world is that it sounded like squirrels running up a tree oh yeah i went back in the house and got my little you know battery powered handheld spotlight and went out there and i shined in that oak tree and there was like six sets of eyes in there they were all coons wow you know growling and barking at each other in the tree and Yep. Oh, I said, look at this, man. I need to, uh, it's time to get those have a heart traps out. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's a whole family of them. them Yeah. I have to do that every once in a while and catch them and relocate them. But, uh, I take them to the office. We got a little old patch of woods back there and relocate them. You know, pet cemetery. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Relocated yeah. to the pet cemetery. All yeah. right, man. Well, yeah. Well, John, hey, it was good talking to you this morning. Sorry we missed you last yeah. week. We had we had some internet trouble, but uh, we got through that. If somebody wants to call you, though, 
pick your brain or inquire about something going on around Lake Houston, how they get a hold of you, buddy? They can just call me on my cell, 281-222-8544. All right, bud. Catch them up, John. Good talking to you, man. All right. We'll see you. All right, later. All right, that's John Littleton up on Lake Houston. All right, it's time for another break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Final segment. No better way to finish it off than with Captain Steve Hillman. Let's check in with him this morning. Stevie, what's up? I'm just heading on down the road. I know. Trying to, trying to figure out what I'm going to do this morning. The life and times of a Galveston Bay fishing guide. <laughs> oh, it's great, man. <laughs> the glamorous Good world stuff. of fishing. I just can't, uh, I can't seem to get a pattern going. We're catching fish every day this week, but it's been work. My goodness. I know. It, it's been a grind. <clears throat> We've, uh, we haven't set the world on fire any single day, but by the end of the day, it ends up being all right. But it's just, uh, I don't know, man. I can't figure out what these fish want. And the timing of it, every time I think I have the timing down, they show me otherwise. Like, Well, uh, they, they actually want rest. They want people like you to quit harassing them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe that's true, but... <laughs> But no rest like, for the uh, weary, man. Our fish get a lot. They get hit on a lot. A lot of pressure. You know, I haven't seen a lot of a lot of boats up until. No, I'm just talking about like you guys. You know that that do yeah. it for a living. You know that y'all know where they're at, and y'all got to make the most of it. Yeah, well, it's tough. While that's true, I've burned a ton of gas every day this week, man. I mean, I've ended up from one end of the bay to the next, like well, two out of the last. Burn it right now while it's uh, relatively cheap because it's going up every day. Yeah, I know it. I know it. But now we we waited some and drifted some yesterday. We we drifted and uh, yesterday was actually the prettiest day of the week. It was and, gorgeous, uh, wind wise, but it was my worst catching day. Isn't that something? It's, it's just crazy. I mean, the fish just don't care about the weather. They don't. They don't care how pretty it is outside. No. And, I mean, everywhere we caught them, uh, what's today, Thursday? Right. No, today's Friday. Every, everywhere we caught them on, uh, on Wednesday, we didn't catch anything, hardly at all, yesterday. Well, I say that. We caught 15 or 20 little ones, but as far as, you know, right. fish that you count, that we had, we caught a bunch, we didn't catch any of those, but. We, uh, we ended up in the back lakes yesterday and, and actually caught some really nice fish, just didn't catch <clears throat> didn't catch a lot of them. And the uh, biggest trout was four and a half with pretty decent fish for these days. And then uh, uh, one of the guys caught a pretty nice flounder. And then we caught some undersized reds and stuff. It, just, it was a grind. It was really a grind. The day before that... Uh, who did I have? God, I can't remember who I have. My my mind is like all over the place right now. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, Wednesday I had Frank Mastretta and his guys, and and, uh, and we we started the morning 
looked like it was just going to be gangbusters. Caught six real nice trout real fast, and man, it just went away. It, and I maybe I should have been out there in the dark. I don't know, but uh, we were actually drifting over thick shell in about a uh, four and a half five foot of water, and and I mean it was. We lost fish. We, we caught fish, and we're like, okay, you don't worry about losing them when you're getting bit like that. Mm. Well, then it just stopped. I mean, it, it was crazy. The sun came on up, and everything went down. You didn't see a mullet. It was blowing. It was blowing pretty good Wednesday morning. It was, I believe it was northeast, and I know it was white cap, and water held up dope. And, uh, man, we went all over the place, and caught nothing but dinks i mean i'm talking i I covered a lot of water and caught nothing but one pencil here one pencil there we fish shallow we fish deep we fish shell we fish grass (laughs) it was just uh there was just no pattern to hang your hat on at all and that tide was smoking in so hard and that's been an issue last few days i think that's why we've had a really an early bite real quickly we'll have a, a a good early bite just like for 30 or 45 minutes you better be on them when they eat and then when that tide starts smoking in it's just it's a grind and i'll even get around little points and stuff and in back lakes trying to get out of that current and that helps a little bit but those fish our trout they just they don't like that that real hard tide movement they don't know they like the beginning of the incoming or the beginning of that going or vice versa or whatever just when it's turning, you know, when it's changing or when it's a trickle sometimes. But when it's it's ripping like that, like the Colorado River, it's just it's just it's it's hard. So Wednesday we did all that and then we went right back to where we started <clears throat> and they were eating like crazy. And, you know, those fish were there the whole time. We left them. And so then you start second guessing yourself, well, should I have just stayed there or you know, it, but you can't do that. You got to keep trying, you know, you got to keep running around. I guess it's hard for me to sit in one spot for five or six hours. I know really that's hard. tough. That's hard on you. But, uh, but that's it. I mean, everything's on tails early in the week. Uh, I guess Monday we caught someone top water waiting, but it was, it was tough. Monday was a really tough day too. That's right. Uh, I think we only had nine fish, had two guys, but uh, we had to work our tails off for them Monday. It was it was really weird. It was east northeast. The sun never came out. It was cold. Water temperature was like sixty four, and it was drizzling rain like the second half of the day. Not what you would expect for April. No. Uh, the water this week, and we caught those fish mainly over sand, sand and, and, and mud. Uh, Wade, but uh, but the water temperatures we never got. I think yesterday it finally hit seventy one. Finally hit seventy and seventy one. It stayed in the sixties all week, and I think that's part of the reason we're uh, our bites so inconsistent is because the water temperature has been so back and forth, and the tides kind of changed on us too. You know, I mean, we can sit here and find every excuse in the book, and it is April. It really is. I mean, it's 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 not one of the easier months. But uh, but we've had a lot of things going against us. As pretty of a week as it is to walk outside, see the sun and all that stuff on the water, it just it doesn't matter. Those fish just don't care. We've got a lot of things still going on that are 
that are hurting us, like all these tiny shad. I mean, some of the fish we that I've cleaned are just chock full of little bitty shad the size of your, like not even your thumbnail. And those those fish are just hard to, to catch out of those, all that little bitty forage, you know. You know, I wonder why that but, is. You know, you get certain times a year and the fish will be loaded with bigger shad, you know, like two, three, and four-inch shad, and, and they bite yeah. good. But when they get on them tiny baits like glass minnows and those little bitty shad, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I think, yeah, I think it's because they get full so easily. They just, and I always use this description, but maybe it doesn't sound right, but they just kind of swim through with their mouth open. And uh, and just gorge on this stuff. I mean, if you look at their bellies, these fish are these trout are fat, man. God. Yeah. And, and of course, uh, a shad and a glass man, those are real fatty fish. Those are those are real uh, high lipid content fish, and they uh, they just I think they fill them up. They just they don't they're not hungry, and, and they're not right. They don't have to single out anything. They don't have anything to look at. It's just like swimming through a, a pot of yeah they're looking for schools fish maybe you ought to be throwing alabama rigs <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, hey man that's a great idea hey so, you know they trout sitting there on that flat he's all full and gorged out and then here comes about uh six or eight baits swimming by he said hey i gotta go get me some of that there's some schooling action <laughs> that's a good idea that they swim through there and get hooked well i tried I throwing a, some of those Will sent me some that uh, Pradco made, and uh, I tried throwing that in the school of Reds. Don't don't ever do that. That's that was stupid. I <laughs> lost everything. It, no, it was <laughs> it was not good. I mean, how do you even cast those damn things? I don't think my get my your, shoulders get your uh, stiffest rod out with braided line yeah. and uh, sling her on out there. I mean, wouldn't no you be better off? That. You got to sling it. Wouldn't you be better off just putting a couple of them out the back and putting the rod in the rod holder and trolling, trolling around with those things? Yeah. <laughs> Golly. <clears throat> oh, but man, I don't know. It seems like things are trying to go, get a little bit better. But, my God, they're, you know, and we say this a lot. And, again, I've been running around a bunch, and there sure is a lot of dead water. A lot of dead water I'm driving past to get to where some fish are. I know we – we say that quite often, but it's it's so true. Yeah, I had a a listener. He texts me sometimes when the surf's up. And he sends me pretty wave pictures, and he was surfing. Was it yesterday or the day before? Anyway, he was down at Freeport, and he said he surfed for eight hours, and he was watching everybody fishing off the jetties, and all he saw caught were gaff tops, stingrays, sharks, and sheephead. Never saw really? a trout caught, and this time of year, that should be on, you know, especially yeah. for trout. Yeah, I guess so. I'm not really up on when those fish show up out there. But I always thought that was more of a, a summertime deal at the rocks, but then again. No, it's, uh, we used to go down there in April and early May. Boy, we used to catch some really? big trout on them rocks, free shrimping. Yeah. I remember hearing about this old guy, Bob Smith or something. I used to always, my father-in-law always talked about him going like on Super Bowl Sunday with live shrimp and going to mm-hmm. one of the jetties and catching big trout. Right. But uh, I've never been much of a jetty guy. I fished it, especially back when I when I started and I ran right. bull red trips and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, I've free-lined live shrimp 
out there, you know, a long time ago. That was fun. Caught some nice trout. But I really don't go out there anymore. I go past there, look at all the boats while I'm going <laughs> to the beachfront or something. But, right. <laughs> but, uh, but no, nah, I just stick it out in the bay, man, and take my lumps every day. But these fish are just, uh, it's a very challenging time right now. It really yes, it is. is. I'm, uh, I'm ready for some of those non-challenging days. I am too. Some of that I every street too. corner fishing. That's what I like. Well, me too. We're only, I'm only getting like one easy day a week and easy is a relative term these days. I mean, really not easy compared to yeah. what easy should be, but the thing I'm struggling with is just the, the fish we're missing right now and losing me included. I mean, I guess it's Monday or Tuesday. I don't remember. I was, we we're waiting and we're at our second or third stop. Wind was blowing some and, uh, these trout were short striking us and i had a really good fish i switched over to just a paddle tail just a straight lime truce bass ass paddle tail and i just started reeling it in i just started straight retrieving and a, a fish thumped it like 15 yards in front of me and so she was as green as green can get you know and she's going crazy and i get her up to me and she's not ready but I get her up to me, and, and uh, I like, I'm like, I told my guys, I said, if she makes another run, she wasn't quite ready to grab or bug or whatever yet. She was just too green. I said, if she makes another run, she's gone because I could see she wasn't hooked good. Right. And uh, and sure enough, she she did, and she pulled out. I mean, she was, that was a really good fish. I mean, it was well over five. I mean, I've, I know it was bigger, but I'm being conservative. It was, it was a really good fish. And, and about – once or twice a week, somebody's hooking a good one like that. And that kind of keeps you going a little bit, you know? Yeah. Having a shot for a, a decent fish. I know this time of year we used to catch those every day, but, but uh, we take what we can get now. Oh, speaking of big fish, yesterday uh, one of the guys hooked a, uh, hooked a jackfish. I thought it was a school of reds. Oh. I pulled up too out in the middle of the bay. Real tight school of birds, man. They were, I swear they normally jackfish are blowing up the water. There was nothing going on under these birds. And where they were, I've seen reds this time of year. And I finally caught up to them, and no, nobody's getting bit. I wasn't casting because I didn't want any part of it. So I figured if they're reds, they're oversized. Mm-hmm. And, and the one guy throwing a spinner, he's fixing to pull his lure out of the water, fixing to pull his worm out of the water, and then he said a few said oh you know what a few expletives and, <laughs> and i look at his rod his rod's doubled up and it's and it's just taken off to the races man long oh, story short boy. it's the biggest jackfish i've seen ever in the bay on a hook on light tackle and he fought <laughs> that thing for 45 minutes got it to the boat three or four times and i thought he, i figured you know you've been fighting it this long you got it and uh and one of the guys, I said, man, look up. I said, get your phone. Look up the Galveston water body record for Jack Crevel. And it was like 34 pounds and change. And now right. I got all that going on in my head. I'm like, hell, at least something good will come out of this day if we can land this fish. <laughs> and uh, you might have a water body record. I mean, your name will be beside a jackfish, but who cares? And It's, uh, it's anyway, a record. That's right. It's a record. I, I'm I going mean, for I the hardhead record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. I wouldn't want the gaff top record or something like that. But jackfish, you know, I could probably handle that, and uh, or he could. <laughs> I mean, this this young man had never fished 
uh, he'd never fished uh, lures before. It was like his first time throwing lures. But anyway, he lost it right to the boat. It pulled out. I mean, I almost oh. had it to the net, and that hook pulled out. I've never been so upset about losing a jackfish before. <laughs> <laughs> it shows you where I'm at. <laughs> well, Sharky's been talking about it. Those jacks have been showing up, you know, out there at the rocks the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, they're coming into the bay. They're going to come yeah, with a bait. Yeah, I've seen a couple times now in the last three weeks. Now, uh, well, good. Keep them all down there. I don't want them up my way. Well, they don't come nah, up my wrong. way like they used to. We used to get hurt. You need though. something. You need you need something to pull on up there. We're gonna send them up your way. Oh, I got bull reds. I can go out there and <laughs> find a school of birds and pull in under them and catch thirty-five to forty-inch reds. If I get oh, bored. Oh God! Yuck! Yeah, trout tackle. That's not very much fun. Need a broomstick with a one-ounce jig and sling it in there, and then sixty-pound braid and just winch them in. That's getting that about that time too here in the next month. Oh, we'll yeah. start seeing those open water schools. Well, I'm I'm waiting on tide runners like I do every year, <laughs> May fifteenth. All right, Hillman, <laughs> I gotta run, buddy. Somebody wants to call right. you about fishing, give them a number, man. Okay, four oh nine two five six seven nine three seven. All right, Stevie. Hey, have a good day. Don't work too hard. I know you will though. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're going to give it hell. I'm off tomorrow. So <laughs> right, I'm going to give buddy. it everything I got today. So. All right. Later, man. All right. That's Captain Steve Hillman in G Town. It's time to end the show. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but we'll be back in the morning, bright and early, 4 a.m., right here at Sports Radio 610 KILT Houston. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to 1500 bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end soon call 562-314-4603 for details Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.